0: Good afternoon. Welcome back. I just lit a wonderful cigar. It's one of my classic favorites, and interestingly, it's called a classic. It's a Cinca Vegas Classic Cigar. It was actually made uh, years ago, uh, I think 20 years ago, they first started making this cigar. It's a Cuban seed cigar, which means they took the seed from wonderful Cuban plantations when all of that went down back in the day, and they escaped and went over to Nicaragua and planted those seeds in the ground in Nicaragua. So these are Cuban seed Nicaraguan cigars, and it's got a really nice, dark, oily uh, Sumatran wrapper on it. Oh. Wonderful cigar. But here's the deal. For my birthday, which just happened, thank you very much, I was given a bottle of Wild Turkey Rare Breed Barrel Proof. This stuff is amazing. I just took my first sip of it. It is an incredibly good bourbon. As you know, if you've been following my podcasts for a while, I usually have one cube of ice, but when it's a new bourbon and I've never tasted it before, I like to just take it neat. The smell of this is amazing. If you ever get a chance to get a hold of some Wild Turkey Rare Breed Barrel Proof, ooh, go for it. Wonderful stuff. It's uh, pretty high proof. Let's see, what proof is this? Uh, It doesn't say on the front. Oh, there it is, way up high, hidden. (laughs) It is barrel proof, of course, uh, which means it's, uh, oh, in this case it's 116.8. (laughs) that's pretty good so just a little sip of that is all i'm going to need and i probably won't be driving for two days so anyway wonderful cigar welcome back thanks for sticking with me on these podcasts We just finished a series called Built for the Storm. I hope that was helpful for you. And I would like to dive into something that has been on my mind a little bit based upon a few conversations that I've had with friends over the last couple of weeks. Very interesting. I want to share with you how to make meetings that you are in significantly more effective. I'm going to call this the 3D approach to meetings. And it's also an approach to uh, meaningful conversations conversations that are likely intentional. I need to talk with this person about this. Or someone comes to you and they need to talk with you intentionally about something specific. They've been thinking about it for a hot minute. So how do we make meetings and intentional conversations more effective? So how much time do you actually spend in meetings? I was uh, reading a while back an issue of the Harvard Business Review. In it, they talked about some research that Harvard School of Business had done around meetings, of course, and found that in the late 1960s, the average leader spent about 8 to 10 hours a week in meetings. And now, as of that that research, which was 2019, most leaders in organizations spend 23 or 24 hours hours a week (laughs) in meetings. And that's not counting those intentional conversations that I talked about where you set up a time to talk with somebody on the phone or in person and it pops onto your calendar or you walk down the hall or or pop in virtually to uh, visit with somebody. That's not even counting that. That is a lot of time spent in meetings. One of the organizations we get to support recently had a change in uh, leadership and their operational leadership. So, this is kind of like the second in command, I guess you want to call it that, in this organization. And one of the things he did, he's a real data driven guy, is to step in and ask uh, all the folks who directly work with him how they spend their time, specific to meetings, and found out that most folks had between 15 and 19 meetings on their calendar per week. Again, that doesn't even include those intentional conversations that happen one-on-one or two-on-one and are not called meetings. Wow, it's pretty amazing. That's not a big deal if those meetings and conversations are all really, really productive. Most of the time, what I hear and what I've been hearing a lot lately is that almost all of the meetings that folks are in are awful. <laughs> they don't rate the meetings very well. They uh, They don't rate the meetings very highly if asked to do so. They're very frustrated with meetings. One person said that she was sitting in a meeting and felt like she needed to just poke herself in the leg with a pencil or something just to keep from screaming out at the frustration she had about the ineffectiveness of a meeting. Wow. So here's a phrase you almost never hear. That was a great meeting. We don't hear that very often. Well, why? What are, what are some of the reasons why we just tolerate these meetings, or, or some of us even actually hate them? Well, you know, the main reason is that there's no direction. There's no purpose to the meeting. And even if there is a written direction or an agenda that has the purpose or the desired outcome of the meeting, we rarely stick to that. People also say that meetings are just way too long. Their minds wander and they they just get incredibly frustrated. Another reason I found that we just loathe meetings is deja vu. We're sitting in that meeting thinking, didn't we just talk about this last week? Didn't we just decide this last week? Didn't we work and work and get to the place where we thought, okay, we've got buy-in. Let's go ahead. In fact, I was in a meeting this last week, which was a virtual meeting. It was over uh, Microsoft Teams. About 15 of us in that meeting we had had a month before an extremely effective by all reports at the end of the meeting when people were asked to rate it meeting that was about it was a long one it was about four hours long combination of a meeting and a training and at the end of it several things were decided clearly came back to this meeting last friday uh, which is a month after the first one and uh, it was as if people had not been in that meeting at all they were blinking and looking back and forth at one another and their video camera would go blank for a second (laughs) it's like are we we have a bad connection. Folks didn't even connect what we had talked about at the end of that meeting with what we're now talking about because we were going to move from discussion into action. And it was literally as though they had either not been in the meeting or they had come up with completely different perspectives on the meeting. And this was a very good meeting. Air quotes around good. At the time, at the end of the meeting. Time passed, everyone forgot. That's one of the major frustrations we have in in meetings and in intentional conversations. That is what I call deja vu. I think we've been here before. So you might be frustrated with meetings. You might lead a lot of them. You might certainly participate in a lot of them. If you're a leader or a manager or a supervisor or an influencer of people and you're in a connected workplace, you're in meetings a lot and you realize that they're frustrating to you because you say after these meetings, kind of off to the side to someone who will ask, how am I going to get my work done? As if the meetings are interruptions in your work and that's often how we think about them. So here we are. I'd like to share with you an idea that we have used in our enterprises for quite some time. And I have taught it to a few folks who began to use it as a discipline and religiously, if you want to think about it that way. It's a simple approach I call the 3D approach. And you don't have to be in charge of the meeting to use this. In fact, sometimes that's a very effective way to go is to use this even though you're not in charge. And this can also be used, this 3D approach to meetings, for what we call intentional conversations. Here it is. In advance of the beginning of the meeting or of the conversation, and it doesn't have to be far in advance, it can be a a minute in advance if you haven't thought of it. It's better if you thought about it previously or if it's bridging over from the last meeting. But before the meeting begins, make sure you know clearly what the meeting is for. You can also use this 3D model I'll share with you in just a second to begin the meeting. And you can use it to steer the meeting when it starts to get off track. And you can use it at the end of the meeting. Very simple. Here it is. All of our meetings and all of our intentional conversations fall into one of three categories. Is it a discovery meeting? Is it a decide meeting? Or is it a do meeting? The Discover meeting is one where we clearly are trying to learn some things. We don't know what another person thinks. We don't know how that project worked. We don't know how much money we've spent. We don't know how much revenue is coming in. We don't know something. a whole constellation of things. We don't know the underlying assumptions. We don't know what the plans are. And it doesn't mean that everyone who's in the meeting, 10 people or three people know doesn't know, but someone doesn't know. And the purpose of the meeting is to discover. Again, I apply this also directly to intentional conversations. What's the purpose of this conversation? Is it discovery? The second D in the 3D model is, is this a decide meeting. Are we here to decide? Well, then what do we need to decide? Have we decided it before? Why are we deciding it again? This is the purpose of this meeting is to decide what needs to be decided. Do we have the right people in the room to make the decision? And is this the kind of decision that we can't change later? Six months from now, we need to set up a way to revisit that decision, for example. But we need to decide how how uh, hard and fast, how sure that decision actually is. Is it a decide meeting? The third one, as I mentioned, is a do meeting. What do we need to do? Who needs to do it? When does it need to be done? And what will happen if they do not meet that deadline or that target? As you remember, a deadline is this very specific. It's Friday afternoon at 3. Friday the 25th at 3. Uh, that's It's like that. That's a deadline. A target is the week of the 23rd, or something like that, or the week of the 4th. Uh, Targets are rarely more than a week long. You don't want to have a month target because that literally means it's going to be on the 30th (laughs) when the thing will be completed. But back on track here, what's the purpose of that meeting? To discover, to decide, or to do? And in fact... That's the order in which meetings could happen if you want to condense them all together. What do we need to discover up front? Everyone figures out what we need to discover. They come prepared to help others learn. And then we move into the decision-making phase. Therefore, since we have discovered A, B, and C, what do we need to decide? What's our decision? Do we have the right people in the room to make that decision? What's the decision? And then, all right, who's going to do the actions that are a part of that decision? What are you going to do? And who's going to do it, when they're going to do it, and uh, what will happen if they don't do it. That's the 3D model. Real straightforward. I use this all the time. And I use it, of course, more for intentional conversations because I have a lot more of those than I do meetings. Probably the same is true with you. And I just run it in my head. It's like a little tape that runs in my head. What's the purpose of this conversation? Is this discovery? Open up my mind and pour in everything I need to discover. Is this a decide meeting? Well, what are we deciding? Have we already decided before? Right? right, people? Is it our decision to make? Is there a decision we need to make before we can make this decision? By the way, those are called meta decisions, like whose decision is this? That's a meta decision. Always decide those first. That's why they're called meta decisions. Or or is this one of those conversations or meetings where we just need to identify who's going to do what? Or did they do it? And what do we do with that? Okay, that's the 3D approach to meetings and intentional conversations. It's incredibly powerful stuff. Oh, by the way, Here's a little bonus idea. For meetings and for leveraged, pivotal, important, intentional conversations, I often end those meetings. I always end meetings, but I often also end the intentional conversations with this. How was that for you? How was that meeting? And then I give people a number. Rate it on a scale of one to five. How was the meeting? Whether I led it or not, how? What do you think? How was the meeting? And I ask people if we're if we can see one another to hold up a hand, you know, one through five. And if someone rates a three, I'll quickly say, well, what uh, what would have to happen to make this meeting a four for you? Someone rates it a two. What would have to happen in order to make this meeting a three for you, or a four, or a five? And uh, and pay attention to that, and then make those changes next time. So rate the end. Uh, rate your meetings at the end on a scale of one to five. And even if you've got a large group of people, eight, 10, 12 people in a meeting, you can do that very, very quickly. It might take two and a half to three minutes to do that with a large group. And if you do it every time, then folks will know that it's going to be coming up, and uh, they'll get more and more and more honest uh, as they go through these meetings and intentional conversations. I'll say to somebody in a conversation at the end of it, okay, so this was a do conversation. We've decided something already. We discovered a bunch of things already, and now we need to figure out who's going to do what by when and what will happen if they don't do it. We make those assignments, and everyone's clear about that, and maybe it's just me and two other people talking or me and one other person. And then at the end of it, what do you think? Was this conversation worth it? One to five, give me a one to five. And then they might say it was a four. And then I'll say, okay, it was a three. And here's how we do next time. Like that. It's fast and meaningful and very, very helpful. The 3D approach to meetings and intentional conversations. Try it. If you have a a memory that's already full and you can't quite remember new tools, well then just get a little just get a little card and walk into meetings with you and write, write 3D there. Or if, if you're in a meeting with, uh, with a whiteboard, write it on the whiteboard or put it at the top of the written agenda. Or if you're in a Zoom meeting, which we all are all the time, and, and uh, we're probably never going back from the ubiquity of virtual Zoom meetings or, or Microsoft team meetings now, that's for sure. Put it out there so everyone can see it. The 3D meetings approach. This is helpful. Try it today, even in a conversation. You're going to have a conversation with somebody at home, just in your head. You don't have to say it out loud, but in your head, hmm, what's the purpose of this conversation? Is this discovery? Do we need to make a decision? Or do we need to figure out who's going to do what? And it will change the quality of those conversations quite a bit. Give it a try. It's kind of fun. Thanks for sticking around with us. By, by now, you might have already figured out that we have got a, another company that we launched a while back. It's called the Hilt Academy. Let me put a little plug in here for you. Hilt stands for High Impact Leadership Training. We've got two sides to that company. There is a, a paid side where you can buy courses. One of the classes is called, or courses is called, uh, the Resilient 911 Supervisor. Very shortly, there will be one coming out called the Resilient Supervisor that isn't aimed at 911 or comm centers. We have a course up there which has so far been our most popular one called Built for the Storm, where we talk with people about the same stuff you might have listened to these podcasts about. We go into a lot greater depth and detail with assignments, and so you can figure out how to apply all that stuff to your own life. And that's similar to the series that you may have just listened to, but it's quite a bit deeper. And then we have one up there called The Five Disciplines of High Performance Teams. Some of our podcasts touched lightly on that uh, last year. And now it is a video course with, that you can take. Uh, you can take it with your team or, or separately. And uh, there are, again, assignments and uh, skill-building exercises between each one of the classes. There's a class up there called The School of Leadership. And you can pre-purchase that one. As of the recording of this podcast, anyway, it's ready for pre-purchase. And it will be out in about two months uh, Uh, And then we have another one coming soon called Time and Energy Management. That's a course that has to do with uh, this amazing reality that it isn't just about managing time. It's also about managing our energy. How do we think about our time? Some things drain us and some things fill us up and we want to be able to manage that. That one's coming soon as well. You can find those uh, Hilt Academy courses at T H I N K I F I C. Hiltacademy.thinkific.com. Go check it out if you find it interesting. But we also have a free side. That's the YouTube side of it. You just go to YouTube, type in Hilt Academy, and you will see a whole bunch of videos that are me sitting in a studio yammering away, (laughs) kind of like we do here. We don't cover all the same things there as we do here or here as we do there. It's a little bit different approach, and uh, we're just trying to reach folks that we care about with some of the things that we've learned the hard way or learned from people who have learned the hard way over the years. I just want to share it with you in a bunch of different platforms. This is one, and the YouTube platform is another one. So I hope this is helpful for you. And this, you're probably wondering, what would be the purpose of this meeting? You and I just had this meeting. It's a podcast, but it's a one-way conversation, even though you're probably rolling your eyes and talking back to me. But what was the purpose of this meeting? You got it. Discover. And now I want you to decide, are you going to use the 3D approach to meetings and meaningful conversations? If so, do it. By when? You're going to do it. By when? When's the first time you're going to do it? Actually, write it in your calendar. You know it's not in your calendar. It's not in your heart. All right. Well, uh, if you were sitting here, like I always say, I'm imagining you sitting right here in the studio with me. It's billowing with clouds of wonderful Cinca Vegas cigar smoke. It smells wonderful. It's a great cigar. I'm sipping away on this really good wild turkey rare breed oh man it smells amazing the first time I took a, a whiff of it at the beginning of this podcast um, the alcohol content was kind of hanging there in this brand or in this uh, a bourbon glass and so it woke my nose right up <laughs> I tell you but then the second smell ah, oh, it's wonderful stuff I'll take a sip that is really good oh I like it I like it a lot well, my friend, uh, wherever you are listening to this, in a car, out walking in the woods, sitting down under, the, under a shade tree, wherever you are listening to this, I hope your day is going very well. Leadership can be hard. Let's not make it harder than it needs to be. <laughs> hey, take care. Thanks for joining me in today's School of Leadership. This podcast is part of the Archimedes Experiment, leveraged wisdom from the world's most effective leaders. If you're interested in more, go to my website, dhicks.com remember my first name has only one e Well, you'll find more short and helpful podcast books and blog posts if this was helpful maybe even share it with some of your friends have a great day